woke up. Unbelievable. This music on the weekends is incredible. Follow us on Twitter at 937thefan, driven by Jim Shorky Kia, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Shop all three locations at shorkykia.com. Jason Mackey, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, covers the Pirates, joins us from the ballpark right now. Good morning, Jason. How's everything? Good morning, Colin. Doing great. How are you? Uh, great news. Uh, put your news hat on. I mean, you are a news disseminator. Uh, you opine every once in a while. But uh, put on your news hat and tell me the latest with what happened in the fallout from the collision yesterday. Yeah, man. So I've been uh, working this this morning, obviously. Um, Evans is likely done for the year. Broken jaw. They don't believe he'll need surgery. Uh, Pirates have not put out anything officially, but this is what sources closest to, close to Evans have told me. Um, he had a concussion. Um, we know from last night he was aware. I think he did black out um, momentarily but was quickly responsive, um, as Shelton and Kevin Newman said. But he's likely done for the year, which means they're bringing up Jose Osuna for today's game, um, sort of a, a logical move there if you ask me. And then they're also going to bring up Brandon Waddell, um, sort of you know, not necessarily tied to the Philip Evans situation, but they're going to send down Nick Mears and try to get some more pitching in there. Oh, soon on that Blairsville Express on his way here to Pittsburgh um, happening. The Pirates will not be, though, apparently on a charter flight to Bush Stadium to St. Louis. Uh, keep your news hat on and tell me the latest there. Yeah, so last night, late last night, um, those the first game of that series uh, got canceled. The Pirates are not going to get on their charter flight. It was supposed to leave, um, you know, I guess early this evening, we'll call it the St. Louis Basically, they're waiting to see what test results turn up today. Um, we're expecting to get results like 11 or 12, something like that, in a few hours. Um, and I would say it's you know fairly safe to assume the series is in jeopardy, um, and it just depends on what those test results come back as. I guess if there's no new positive tests, they could try to fly Monday and play a doubleheader Tuesday or Wednesday to try to get three games in two days. Um, I would imagine if there's any positive tests, whatsoever though they're probably going to cancel the series and you know from a st louis perspective it's just absolutely nuts like you're getting to the point where i don't know how you can realistically play that many games in that many days but as it's concerned with the pirates you're basically looking at these tests to come out of st louis this morning here's my part of it that i have a question at what point okay now st louis and and the marlins are sort of the guilty parties if you will and in their some of their behaviors have been um, I don't want to say contact trace, but in a way they have, back to what they've done not necessarily being the greatest behaviors. Now, you're asking a team to go to St. Louis. You're asking them to hang fast and loose. At some point now, it's become advantageous that the Cardinals are the team that didn't act above board because the Pirates are the team that are put at a disadvantage to have to then bulldog into town real fast and maybe play a bunch of games away. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Um, I think it depends on how you look at it. Like, you can, I, I don't think St. Louis has played a game since July 29th. I think that veers past the point of like healthy rest to then rust. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that favor. You know, I, I think what you're saying, Colin, is that it kind of favors St. Louis. Um, but I just, I, honestly, man, the question I have with all this stuff is like, how do you determine a division winner? How do you determine a playoff team? Like, you can't tell me if St. Louis plays 40 games that we're just going to call it cool. And if they win 30 of them, they have a 750 winning percentage? That doesn't track to me. 
is there a way that you've talked to anybody in baseball or that there's been rumblings around the park that a team could simply be contracted just for this one year and you eliminate them from you eliminate them from contention and they're not they're not able to vie for a a division title or they're not in the standings and you they just come back and they're at it next year but they're just not in it this year. I I have not heard that. Um I and I think that's going to be a tough sell honestly. Like I I think that a team like the Cardinals, let's take them for example and you know, I, I think they would try to rather try to sort of hamstring themselves and, and play these games and try, if at all possible. Now, I do, uh, you know, I do understand what you're saying. If you get to the point where, let's say we're playing literally like doubleheaders every day for the final month of the season, I mean, that's not realistic. So I think at that point you have to punt, or Rob Manfred would have to step in and say, like, look, you're not competing. You can't compete. This is just you know, this has gone over that line. I just don't think we're at that line yet, and I think they're still holding out hope that they can do this in a, in a realistic fashion. All right, and you've been on the road. You've been at home. You've covered this baseball team. Your observations on if a non-bubbled sport in North America can truly work for the duration of a season before a vaccine hits? Um, I mean, it can work. It's just, I don't, it can work, and is it going to work are different answers to me, and I'll explain why. Yeah, let's um, go, Jason, we have all the time in the world, honestly. This, to me, is a question that I think that needs to be answered from someone who's observationally been in, inside the bubble they've tried to create, and you're it, so go ahead. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll try to speak, like, not in vague terms, in, like, actual examples that happened to me, but... So the first trip of the season, I go down to St. Louis, right? And I'm staying at that west and across the street from the ballpark. Mm-hmm. You've probably been there. The team yeah. stays there or whatever, like race or crazy. Anyway, so the, you see Pirates players around the hotel. They're wearing masks. They're doing what they should. They're staying the requisite amount of feet away. Um, they're splitting up, going upstairs, like exactly the way you would want to do it. Do I have faith that all 30 Major League Baseball teams are doing that? Absolutely not. Like we're talking about – you know, kids between the ages of 20 and, and 35 or whatever. When I was that age, I was absolutely a knucklehead. And I'm not saying that these kids are. It's just like you're counting on that many people to fully grasp these health and safety protocols and not try to cut a corner here or there. And in St. Louis, across the street from my hotel, was this bar that at 1 in the morning I'm coming home from the game and it's thumping. There's people everywhere. There's nobody wearing masks. It is so enticing to walk across the street and go, have a couple and stumble back to your hotel room. Normal times, there's nothing wrong with that. But right now, it has to be a bubble. And you have to, you know, I know the way I did this, these road trips. Like, I'm literally going out of my hotel room to pick up food and come back. I'm sanitizing everything that I come in contact with. I'm wearing a mask. You have to create a little bubble for yourself. And is it possible? Like, if you could promise to me that every team would do this, sure. I think it's reasonable. I just don't think... You know, the, the way the world is, I don't think you're going to get all 30 teams to completely do it. If they had to do it over again, would it have been Arizona or Florida? Because, you know, <clears throat> I, I really have thought about this long and hard. And it would have taken the players to have to be away from their family. And I guess that was the big sticking point. But if you did, really, if you did Dunedin, Sarasota, Bradenton, the two Tampa parks in Clearwater, this could have happened in Florida, and then all the Arizona parks are close to each other. This really could have happened, and that probably would have been a much better alternative. 
I agree that the bubble is probably a better alternative, although I have a couple thoughts on it. Like, one, we talked a lot about the bubble, even the, the, the three-city bubble, and then all, all three of those states went to hell. And, and they all, you know, took masks off early and got back in public and had a gigantic second spike. So I'm not sure we should be, like, you know, ruining the idea of not playing in Florida. So um, did Orlando, but the NBA has zero tests. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And then the other thing is the lockdown, where at that time, Colin, I mean, they were talking about, they were thinking they were going to get a full season in. And this is almost like a, a breakdown in logic, in my opinion, where you have, you know, you're planning to go into this bubble for like 100 games, and you're saying, oh, we can't go because the season's so long. But meanwhile, they, they waste all this time arguing over money. It would have been nice in hindsight to look back and say, okay, we're only going to play 60 games. We can go in a bubble for 60 games, and that's okay. We can give up our family time for that much. And and I guess what that speaks to with me is a lack of leadership at the very top of both. You know, Rob Manfred and Tony Clark would rather give each other, you know, suplexes and clotheslines than they would, like, let's figure out a situation that's beneficial for everybody. And that just never seemed like that was a thing. You're right about that. There was a lot of semantical arguing over stuff that really wasn't the core issue, and they wasted time getting to the core issue, I think. Um, at least from my, observationally, that's what I take in from it. Yeah, but, I mean, if you look at this, like, how would it be so hard if back then somebody said, okay, we're going to do a bubble, but we're only going to do 60 games, and that's the only way we're going to get a season in? Um, you know, Tony Clark and Rob Manfred have sat down and discussed this. They haven't leaked a whole bunch of crap. This is what the direction is going to be. This is how we feel it's the most safe, how it's the most reasonable for your family. We're going to get some season in. Like, how hard would that be? That doesn't seem like, that seems like a very reasonable idea to me to do 60 games in a bubble. But that, to me, to my knowledge, that was never discussed. Jason Mackey joining me. A couple more minutes here. I almost said fan morning show, but it's just a Sunday um, in the run-up to the Pirate game today with Detroit. I've gone – I have not gone back and forth with this, actually. I've not wavered from this, as some other people have gone back and forth with it. I don't care if the – and I'll be destroyed in this town for this, and I'm not a Pirate homer, believe me. I, I'm somebody I think that's very fair with them. I don't care if they don't win another game. I refuse to pass much judgment at all on Derek Shelton – this season, I'm going to wait till there's 162 games in a real season to really judge him at all. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell me my th- tell me your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's fair to judge him right now. Um, I think it's fair to be mad. I think it's fair if you're a Pirates fan to want more from this team than they're giving you. And I'm not saying they're not trying or they don't you know want to win or they don't have a good clubhouse culture. I'm not saying that. It's just a results based business, and they're not getting very good results. I'm a Pirates fan. I'm upset at some of their young hitters not producing much of anything. Um, I'm bummed out at the number of injuries that they've had and, and how crippled the bullpen is right now. But to say Derek Shelton doesn't know what he's doing based on 15 games would be absurd. It's like saying Brian Reynolds isn't a good hitter because he hasn't hit well for 15 games. Like it's a, it's a sport, and you know this better than anybody, Colin, that it's, it's built to last over 162 games. I'm not going to make any assertions over 15, but like, it's okay to get upset. It's okay to, you know, find issue with like, why in the world do we view Miguel Del Pozo as a, you know, preferable option? Like, I, I get mad in the press box watching that. It doesn't make any darn sense to me. But 
At the same time, like, it, it doesn't mean people are incompetent. It doesn't mean that Ben Charrington doesn't know what he's doing. He does. It's just this is a tough situation for everybody. Last thing for you, um, we kind of lose because there really is no farm this year. We lose what's going on down on the farm. Um, what is going on with uh, O'Neill Cruz? What is going on with Cabrian Hayes? And what is going on with this year's number one draft pick in terms of anything you've heard from development with those guys? Yeah, I have not heard much on O'Neill Cruz. Um, Hayes has sort of, I mean, it was delayed because of the COVID test. And it's a little bit strange to hear Ben Sherrington talk yesterday about Hayes saying he's still kind of behind and, and getting his feet under him. Um, it screams to me like we're going to see, you know, maybe later August. Um, you know, I had thought maybe mid-August for him and Blake Cedarland, but it doesn't seem like they're on the cusp of anything. Um, as far as meaningful development, honestly, Colin, I, I hate to say this, but it doesn't sound like there's terribly much getting done. Um, you know, Ben Sherrington has talked in the past about hoping there'd be something at Pirate City to get guys who weren't in the Altoona camp some sort of work. That hasn't happened. We're running out of time. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I would say at best they're treading water. I don't think they're getting worse, but I, I don't hear anything about, you know, oh, he, he really looks improved with this or he's really been working on that. It's basically just like trying to find any way to get these guys' activity down there. Jason Mackey, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Jason, we'll catch up hopefully in person sooner rather than later. Uh, honestly, I'm not um, not being uh, strange about this, but I miss seeing you, and hopefully we'll do that very soon. Thanks for talking to me this morning, and uh, have fun today. I miss you too, buddy. That's not, uh, yes. that's not weird. I know where you're coming from. I miss the face-to-face contact and sitting in a studio and kicking it around.